And we are speaking today to Nali Bali, which has won the Joy of Reading Prize uh, by the Systematic Joy of Reading um, all the way in Denmark. And uh, this is an excellent, excellent platform, an initiative, a campaign that, of course, aims to try and spark the joy of reading, particularly to unlock children's potential through storytelling as well as reading. And despite the success of Nali Bali, I feel slightly ashamed. I don't think I've shown them any love as yet on my literature corner. So I'm delighted that Jade uh, Jacobson is joining us for the next 20 minutes or so to talk about uh, the incredible work that they have been doing. Thanks so much for being part of this discussion. Eusebius, thank you so much for finally having us on your show. (laughs) (laughs) And first and foremost, congratulations, not just on the price, but the incredible work that you have been doing. Thank you so much. I'm I'm very, very lucky. We've got an amazing team situated all across the country who work tirelessly to do what they do. Absolutely. Let's talk about the origins of Nali Bali. What does Nali Bali mean and uh, how did it all start? Sure. So Nali Bali is an Isipkosa word. It means here's the story. It's kind of like the once upon a time, you know, sitting around the fire at night, gathering together, let's hear the story. Um, And it was initiated in 2011 and launched in 2012. Um, by Dr. Carol Bloch uh, with a team of really inspired people around her, such as Ntombu Zanele Mahobe and Tulile Seleka, um, Kolisa Gozulu. Um, and they had this vision of creating a platform where adults, um, adults' roles, and not just teachers' roles, but parents and interested adults' roles as reading role models could be highlighted and where African languages could take a foreground in promoting a reading culture as well. So it's been going since then. It's grown tremendously. Um, we started with very humble roots. Um, and as of the end of last year, there were over 140,000 children who on a weekly basis are attending Nalibali reading clubs across the country. So we do a range of different things. Um, we Our whole program is built around our theory of change. So one of the things that we know is you need uh, we need to promote the understanding that adults can play a role in their children's education because our legacy of, of apartheid in South Africa did a lot to undermine people's confidence in what role they could play in their children's education. Hmm. Um, and we, we have a big advocacy campaign, a big media campaign, a big training component to really uh, promote the value of reading for enjoyment and not just reading to learn, to get scores, to be tested at the end of the day, but reading for the love of reading. Hmm. Um, and the, the importance of reading in mother tongue. So children should be learning to read in a the language they understand. Um, and uh, we do other things. Sorry, I won't go on. I've got lots. No, oh, that's okay. I, I love hearing about what you guys are doing. You're probably going to preemptively answer my question because I was going to ask about mother tongue. Which South African language are you distributing materials in and promoting? Is it all of our languages? So our newspaper supplement, which comes out in the teaser Blackstar newspapers, is distributed in eight different language combinations. That's amazing. We are looking for funding to just get those last few languages in because those are the languages that are really, really marginalized in mm. text. Um, but we also distribute reading materials um, in all the South African languages and books and then free reading materials on the website as well in all the languages. That is absolutely incredible. There's so many issues here that I want to unravel a little bit. I mean, the the first is just storytelling. 
there is a difference between storytelling and the book as an object. I love books. I think books are very, very special. I don't like digital ones. I like the real hard copy. <laughs> but uh, we've got to expand the different ways in which we deliver content to people who need it. And um, we can't be precious about the platforms and the fora through which we can instill in people a love of reading, as you say. But can we talk about storytelling a little bit, especially with adults and their relationship with children, Jade? Storytelling is really amazing, right? And even if many of our moms, uh, dads, gogos, I'm not saying they don't necessarily aren't all into books, but that relationship that we can have with children in terms of introducing them to the power of stories and storytelling, um, it doesn't even require a book in the first instance. Exactly. It's it's completely possible for every South African to be engaged in literacy development because every single one of us has a story. And when you tell children stories, you're exposing them to a much richer pool of language than they would ordinarily be exposed to in everyday conversation. Mm. Um, but beyond that, it's it's that nurturing kind of engagement that you get when an adult is sharing a story with a child. It's a connection that you're making. It's building empathy, building knowledge about a world that you're not necessarily exposed to. So there's so many really good things that storytelling can do um, that doesn't actually require a book. We sometimes malign parents in South Africa. We think they're not sufficiently engaged in schools, in the learning development of their children, and that many of them are absent, dads as well. What have been your guys' experience out of interest, by the way? Has that stereotype been true? Has it been hard to get adults to be involved in children, to rely on volunteers, to go into communities, to connect with the kids? Or are South African parents and adults doing amazing things despite some of the ways in which we sometimes cheaply anthropologize them? So I think there is a truth that it's very difficult for parents to engage at a school level. Um, and there are all sorts of power dynamics that are very, very tricky to navigate at school level between mm. teachers and parents. But as soon as you take it out of the school, it, it soars. So Nali Bali's model, um, in, in fact, the whole reading club model that we have and all of those reading clubs that are run that I mentioned earlier are run by volunteers. Mm. So we have a network of about 17,000 people who signed up to be reading role models in their children's lives. And many of those people, it's not just about like sitting in their home with their own children, but they've completely opened their doors up and they're inviting children from their neighborhood, huh. inviting children from their churches, from their mosques. Um, so I think, I think that we, part of the reason why Nali Bali has thrived is that we've really, our message has always been your language, your children, your culture, your responsibility. And people have picked it up. And a big part of it, I believe, is because African languages have been so marginalized for so long. Um, and here's an opportunity to give power to that. Um, and we provide the resources, the reading materials to do so. That is absolutely amazing, especially in a context where the first couple of years of your exposure to education, including early childhood development, can set the path for later development in primary school and also secondary and post-secondary education. Talk to me about why it's so important to catch them young. It's no coincidence that we're talking about children here. Yeah, so 20% of children as well don't even get any kind of formal um, early education. So hmm. the, the role of parents is so important. The role of caregivers is so important. Even those who do get some kind of formal early education, in 70% of ECD centers, 
those practitioners have no formal qualification to actually be there. Right. So, so there's a there's a really big, uh, strong imperative for everyone to get involved in this because, as a nation, you need to really question where we're going to be in ten years' time if we don't have um, a, a group of adults who know how to read. And our reading statistics are quite frightening. Hmm. But um, the earlier you do it, the better for sure. I mean, I would even advocate. Um, mom's reading to their tummies and dad's reading to mom's tummies mm. um, because right at those early stages the epigenetics are, are firing, the neurons are firing the brain is developing at a pace that we can sadly never compete with as we grow older so I didn't know very, that, I thought you were only supposed to play Mozart <laughs> <laughs> You know, babies can recognize their mom's voices in their tummies apparently, doctors tell me I'm not a doctor <laughs> That, that is absolutely incredible. Something There's so many things that come up for me as you're talking about, you know, the volunteers that you rely on. Do you need more volunteers? What are the ways in which we can assist you, uh, the public people who are listening to this conversation? Um, part of this for me is also about values, right? There's certain things we don't value enough in society. We know that early childhood development, teaching at that level, doesn't get the kind of social recognition that it deserves and also youth work. Youth work is incredibly important, but we we often scoff at it and think that mm. it is that one person who is the Gumbaya class member that will eventually turn out to be a teacher at a primary school or at in early childhood development. How how difficult is it for you or not to get volunteers to appreciate that nothing less than our democracy is at stake in terms of our involvement in the upbringing of of toddlers? I think I think we've been very successful with volunteers, but I think the truth of the matter is there are 20 million South Africans under the age of 18. Um, we have a 78% illiteracy rate in grade four, according to the 2016 right, polls yeah. results. Um, and if we're going to change this, it's not what Nali Bali is doing with 140,000 children in reading clubs is not even a drop in the ocean. Hmm. And the only way we're really going to turn this around is for every South African to sit up and wake up and realize that this isn't just about, it's just a feel-good thing to, you know, how nice to hang out with kids. Yes. It's actually a national imperative. It's a really, really important part of us ensuring we don't head down a really awful path. I always think about that saying that the pen is mightier than the sword. And then I always think about the next point is that it's only mightier if people know how to read. That's true. That is <laughs> We're getting ourselves up for disaster if we don't get involved. So, mm. so the call would be wonderful. The call is there. If there are more adults, and I know they are, who have time, who have interest, even if they don't have time, but they have something else, they have storybooks or particularly storybooks in African languages that they would like to give to the campaign um, or they would like to sign up to be volunteers of the campaign. Uh, we call them funder leaders because... Volunteers is such an old word. Mm. We just say activists instead. Absolutely. Um, we would we would take them in a heartbeat. Okay, it's 17 minutes after 11 o'clock. This is the Literature Corner. We're speaking to Nali Bali. They have been internationally recognized for their really excellent national reading for enjoyment campaign. And it's aimed particularly at children to try and unlock their potentiality through storytelling and reading. And I wonder what comes up for you as you listen to this. Are there kids around your neighborhood that you see being idle? Have you tried on your own, for example, 
to set up something like a reading club, a storytelling club? Do you have books in your home? I'd love to know what your experiences are. Or maybe you want to learn from the best um, and if there are any questions that you have for Jade uh, that you might be able to replicate some of what they're doing in your own community or school, maybe even just in your neighborhood. The Literature Corner. Yeah, we're talking to Managing Director of Nalibali, Jade Jacobson, about the work that they do to instill a culture of reading, particularly reading for enjoyment. And their work has been recognized internationally and rightly so. Amazing, amazing stuff that they get up to. There's a tweet here that I absolutely love, Jade. I've got to read it out to you. Uh, Alter okay. Ego says, I'm in my 20s, UCBS. I started using Nalibali's online stories to learn Sepedi. So clearly, there's not just for children. Some of us are children too. <laughs> I love that. And I, I sometimes when I'm wearing a Nalibali t-shirt and I walk through a mall, somebody will grab me and say, oh, good, you're from Nalibali. You should teach me how to speak whatever language it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a really useful tool because you have English on the one side and then you have another South African language on the other side. So it's a, it is a really nice way to learn. And it's important we should be learning to speak each other's languages. Absolutely. And that's an amazing thing that happens there, right? Which is why this project has got so many, I don't even want to call it subversive goals because they are explicit goals that, that I know is part of the founding of the, of the campaign. We grapple with issues of identity in our country, differences that are as a result of linguistic and ethnic identities that we have given our divided past. And one of the best ways is to learn another language. Absolutely, I completely agree. But I, I'm, I'm finding that I'm quite lousy at it. I've been learning to speak Kosa for many years now, <laughs> but I'm getting there. Now, you and me both. I want to talk a little bit practically about how adults can be of assistance. Let's say someone's interest is sparked. They want to start a club or they want to become one of those activists that sign up to your platform. Um, what are what are the ways in which you can make books come alive for children? Firstly, given the poor levels of literacy in our schools, and we know that our children are lagging behind by international standards, you already cited one stat of how poor many South African children are doing in terms of reading uh, with comprehension. Isn't it very hard for some of those activists who aren't trained pedagogically to be able to read with their children? Or should people not fear whether they'll be capable of adding to the magic and the joy of reading when they are with a little one? I think whenever you do something new, it's quite intimidating. And, and I think when there are resources that are available to assist you when you're uncertain, then you should take advantage of them. And especially because a lot of um, South Africans didn't have opportunities to learn to read for enjoyment. A lot of South Africans' first engagement with text was in a school context where you're getting assessed at the end of the, the text for your mm. how much did you remember, you know? So I think it would be a really good idea for those who are interested and are, you know, just at the cusp of wanting to do it but they're not totally certain that they have all the information, is to take a look on our website and there are how-to guides available um, that you can download for free for how to run a reading club in a school or in a home or in a community setting. Um, but you can also sign up to do Nalibali training. So we offer free training, um, although we, we can't um, we can't get to everyone we want to, but when there are trainings that are available, people can join those trainings. Um, and that's also the information available on the web, website. So people can, we've got a, 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 I think I should give the details at the end, I'm not sure, but we obviously have a website, we have um, an email address, and we have a call center that people can phone up and get more information. Yeah, I mean, we can give it a couple of times. The website is nullibali.org. 
Uh, that's N-A-L-I-B-A-L-I. It's an excellent website. Lots of information there. And we'll give you the email address and other information in a second as well. Obviously, the core purpose is reading for enjoyment. But the other thing is also just to be present in the lives of children hanging out with them, right? Because like you say, even if you yourself were not that into books as an adult, um, a lot of children's books, the best ones, not even the best ones, don't have to be the best. Many children's book comes with illustrations. You can play with them. You can use voices when you have them in an outdoor area. Uh, you can get into character mode. There are all sorts of ways in which you can make the magic of the story come alive, right? You don't need to have some sort of uh, degree or certificate of teaching behind you in order to be able to sit with a child when you have a book, particularly with the amazing illustrators that we have locally. That is another way in for you as a activist to be able to help their child experience the joy of storytelling. And the way I like to think about it is trying to remember what it was like when you were a child. Our training is all about teaching adults to become children again. So it's, it's relaxing around the story and relaxing around the book and making silly voices and acting out pieces and lying on the floor and being comfortable while you read. It's, it really is about the, the, the removing the hyper-formalization that schooling has created and just having fun with kids. Second last question. I, one of the things that, that draw me to your campaign is the focus on enjoyment. I'm always fascinated by the choices that adults make when they go into bookstores. And many people buy, or even on just on my timelines, when people archive what they're currently reading, and you will see, for example, business books that people will flock to, you know, how to be a CEO in three days type of thing. And, and it's because some of our communities instilled in us a very instrumental, narrow, functional understanding of books that a book must have an immediate commercial payoff talk to me about why enjoyment is so important in the description of what nali bali is is about because that is not that is that is deliberate isn't it mm, absolutely so i i like to think about it like a like a little trail of chocolate smarties you know that that a little child follows and they pick up the one smarty and then they go to the next smarty and it moves them along yes and the the, the story and the joyfulness of the story is what results in the child turning the page because if it's just hard work and it's not that interesting and there's no nothing to grip you there's no real motivation to keep on reading and we know the more you read the easier it is to read the better you become at reading so it's kind of self-perpetuating force Mm. And, and stories really have that power to keep to keep people coming back and a lot of um, a lot of adults and children have their favorite stories that they'll read 10, 15 times during their lives, and that's a, a wonderful thing. So I think I think um, the power of stories is a hugely um, underestimated force. That's right. We don't have community libraries in every community or even in every school. I think that's a big challenge for our developmental goals. We won't reach them if we don't get more people reading owning a book and loving stories. Mobile libraries used to exist in some communities when we grew up. Even those have, have gone. Talk to me about the $10,000. What, what will it help you with? Will it go at least in part towards some of your mobile library initiative? Absolutely. So we have um, four tuk-tuks that have been set up um, as mobile libraries. We're calling the project Story Power in Motion. And they'll be in Kwamashu, Soweto, Kailicha, and Mbansane in the Eastern Cape. 
Um, and they will move around like the ice cream truck used to move around when you hear the, the sound of the ice cream truck. Oh, I love that. Running out. <laughs> They'll play the tune of the Nalibali radio stories and mm. then kids can go out and go and collect their books. So we're getting the, um, the $10,000 that we've won through the awards we're going to be using to purchase more books. Um, we'll be putting those onto the mobile libraries. There'll be children's books as well as adults' books. Um, but $10,000 in a nation this size won't go very far. It, it's a wonderful award and it's a wonderful accolade that Nalibali does really still need support from South African businesses. I also get corporates when I speak to them privately or keynote events asking me, how can, how can we make a difference? This is an example. I often say to them, well, you're going to find civil society organizations or initiatives that are worth supporting and make an immediate impact. And you can do that outside of waiting for the state to be more efficient and effective in the business of the state. If there's a corporate who's listening, how can they get in touch with you? Um, they can email info at nalibali.org or jade at nalibali.org. Um, and that's how they'll reach me. Well, they can call us and we'll put them in touch with you as well. Excellent work, Jade. Congratulations on a well-deserved award. And uh, thank you so much for what you are doing. Thank you so much for your support as well and for giving us this airtime. Really appreciate it and great to be on your show. Thank you, Jade. That's Jade Jacobson, who's the Managing Director of Nali Bali. Please go and check out their website. All sorts of resources there, nalibali.org, N-A-L-I-B-A-L-I. We have to become a nation of storytellers, reading in all of our languages, and that's exactly why I support this particular initiative.